Effective Living with Reverend Henry Hubert. May you be blessed as you listen. Now, the message. Lord, you I've been teaching on a subject I titled More Than Money. And I have tried to argue that there are certain intangible virtues or intangible assets that are more than money. And that as children of God, God doesn't want us to just live the rest of our life chasing after money at the expense of these other important virtues. And that when you have all this in your life, you will become very fulfilled, you will become successful, and you will never be poor. And every time you see people who are struggling in life, not happy in life, who are not fulfilled, and who are even having financial challenges, you can trace it to the fact that they ignored these five important virtues. Five things that are more important than money. First one is blessing. Second is wisdom. The third is favor. The fourth is relationship. Today I'm taking the fourth, and next Sunday we finish with the last. What is relationship? Relationship is any association or any interpersonal interaction that is established on trust for the purpose of sharing mutual benefits. God created mankind never to live alone. Genesis 2.18 says, it's not good for the man to be alone. God created that in his image, and God loves relationship. The reason why God created human beings is because he loved relationship. God created everything. He realized he couldn't relate with animals. He couldn't relate with the birds. He couldn't relate with the fish. He couldn't relate with the stars, the moon, and the sun, because none of this is in his image. He said, let me create something in my image that I can relate with. So godliness is all about relationship. So he said, it's not good for man to be alone. It stands to reason that God created us as relational beings. And a relationship is always established on two important conditions. The first condition is trust. Everybody say trust. The second condition is sharing. Sharing. Everywhere you see through relationship manifesting, you will see that there is trust. Anywhere you see trust absence, whatever is happening there is not a true relationship. And it will soon show with time because problems will crop up. So for you to be able to, I mean, define a relationship with anybody, these two words must be there. Trust, and then there has to be sharing. Sharing simply means everybody is giving out something. Any association where only one person is giving, the other is taking, is not a relationship. It's something else I'll tell you with time. If there's a relationship, everybody is giving, everybody is taking. Everybody is giving, everybody is taking. One person is giving, the other is taking. It's not a relationship. It's very important for you to be able to evaluate your association with people. And relationship is more than money because money hides in people. Can I say that again? Money hides where? In people. Number two. Number two is why relationship is more than money. Because people can do for you what money can never afford. Can I say that again also? People can do in your life what money can never afford. So if all you depend upon is money, I want to say you are living dangerously because there comes a time in your life what you want most, money can buy it. Relationship is more than money. Why? Because sometimes you may not have money in your pocket, 
but you have people around you who have the money. Then all you have to do is call. If you have a lot of money and all the people around you are poor, you are in big trouble. The greatest joy of a rich person is to know somebody around him is there for him, not because of his money, but that is just there for him. Sometimes you may have a need and you don't have the money to get it, but there are people in your life who have the money and they just get it for you. So one of the things I keep telling people all the time is, if you have a very serious problem today, how many people can you take your phone and call? And they happily will respond to helping you. Because when you don't relate with people well, you cannot just call them demanding their attention in the time of trouble. Are you hearing me? Yes. And I tell people all the time, I said, I believe people must earn attention. Can I say that again? People must what? Earn it. You want my attention, you should earn it by the way you relate with me. Because I, can, I won't ever be used. No. I believe that. One of my principles in life is that you cannot eat your cake and have it. If you eat it, it's finished. And there are people who don't care about anybody. They don't like anybody. They don't love anybody. But when they are in a problem right now, they will harass you as if, you know. So Jesus made a statement in Luke 16 when he taught on relationship. Luke 16, I have resolved what to do. That when I'm put out of stewardship, they may receive me into their house. So this man had a problem. He had a good career going for him, but he had no relationships. And please, don't do that. I said, don't do that. Am I helping you? What I'm telling you now is more than if I pour oil, one gallon of oil on your head. If I pour one gallon of oil on your head, it won't take you further than what I'm teaching you. This man has a fantastic career, doing well in life, but he had no relationships. And one day, his master said, I'm sucking you from job. I'm sucking you. And you know these things happen to all of us. The question I want to ask is, if you lose your job today, how will life be? God forbid. Say God forbid. But it still happens to people. If you lost your business, maybe you have a bank and you lost it, like some people did, how will life be for you? Do you know some people lost a bank but still fine? Mm-hmm. Do you know what did that? Relationship. <laughs> I know somebody who got more than what he lost. I know somebody who lost a bank and got more because of relationship. What will you do if you lost everything you have now? Where will you run to? Some of you have nowhere to go. Because everybody God brought close to you. You hurt, abused them, used them, extorted them. And dumped them. And the people you dump, you meet them again. Oh, yes. God has a nice way of working that out for you. I have resolved what to do. That when I am put out of my stewardship, they may receive me. Who are they? Friends. Friends. Verse 5. So he called every one of his master's debtors to him. And said to the first. So you see, 
Now he was trying to be nice to people. But initially, he wasn't nice to people. You see, some of you, because of a little privilege, you become rude to people. You become rude to people. Some of you, people walk to your office and they regret for coming. But you don't know where you meet that same person tomorrow. I have never quarreled with any member of this church since I took over this church. Face to face, exchange words. Never. Many people have left this church who were angry with me, but we did not quarrel. They have their own issues with me, and you are entitled to have an issue with me. I mean, that one is your right. Fundamental human rights. I've never treated anybody rudely in my office before. This is to you pastors. The way some of you behave towards people. I don't treat only rich people nice in this church. Everybody is important in this church. There's a man in the Bible in John chapter 5 from verse 6. This man was complaining to Jesus. He was sitting by the pool for 38 years. And his own confession is that the reason why he had to stay there that long is because he had nobody. And Jesus saw him and lying there and knew that he had already been there in that condition a long time. He said to him, do you want to be made well? And the sick man answered him, said, I have no man to put me into the pool. I want to suggest to everyone here, don't come to that place where you, you can get up and say, I don't have anybody. And every time I look at this, I say, where is his wife? Where are his children? Because that's where relationship begins, from your home. Then it goes, where are his friends? Now, compare this man to another man who was sick. Mark chapter 2, from verse 4. You remember that man? He had four friends. What did they do? They carried him. When they heard that Jesus was there, they carried him. May God give you people. They carried him. And they could not come in here because of the crowd. They uncovered the roof. This is not the man himself fighting to get Jesus' attention. These are his friends. These are his friends. Supposing these guys were people who didn't love the sick man. When they got to the place and the place was full, what do you think they would have done? They would have said, thank God. I didn't even want to come in the first place. When your relationship skills are poor, it will come back and fight you. When your relationship skills are bad, it will come back and affect you. But when your relationship skills are good, it will bless you more than money. These people said, no, our friend must be healed today. If there's no way, we'll make a way. They climbed, removed the roof, dropped him. My question I want to ask is, who is there for you? Who is there for you? Who do you have? And when I say, who do you have? I'm not only talking about rich people, because some of us, our only understanding of relationship is, you know, have a lot of rich friends. But in your lifetime, on your journey to destiny, God will bring you strategic people. Everybody say strategic people. God will bring you strategic people. And each strategic person that God brings into your life have a specific assignment. They are assigned by God to play in your life. And most of the times, God brought them to do things you can never do by yourself. I want to say this morning, you can never make it alone by yourself. Nobody is designed by God to make it alone. It's not possible. God created you in such a way you can do up to a point by yourself alone. Beyond that, you need people. That's why people in life, they get to a point and they are stuck because they never put value on relationship. You can never do well alone by yourself. You need people in your life. You know, my normal practice when I'm 
preparing a message is to try to study a lot about what other renowned teachers have said on the subject matter. I was very surprised to see that every great man of God I admire put more value on relationship than I ever imagined. Yeah, Dr. Miles Moro said that all the people who will ever be of great help to you, you meet them every day without knowing. Wow. All the people can be of the greatest blessings to your life. You meet them when? Every day, but you don't know. So he said, be nice to people everywhere you find yourself because you never know who you are meeting. Dr. Otabel says that nobody can be successful in life who is not good at relating with people well. Nobody can ever be successful in life who is not very good at relating well with people. So if all you know is money, 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 you ignore people, you, you, you despise people, only money, you will never be successful. I want to show you seven strategic people God will bring into your life. Must be a blessing to your life. The first is mentors. A mentor is somebody ahead of you. Somebody who has achieved the success you desire to achieve one day. God will bring people into your life. They are not coming to give you money. They are coming to give you wisdom and direction and inspiration and encouragement. Yeah, and everybody, you can only go as far as your mentor. Can I say that again? You can only go as far as your mentor has reached. One wise man said, your mentor is the prophecy to your future. The person you follow is what you become. That is why you have to really understand that mentors are very important. It's not something you play with. If you are not learning from anybody, you are proud. If you are not learning from anybody, you will never reach anywhere, and nobody will come and learn from you. Some of the most learned people you ever meet, some of the greatest achievers you never meet, they are busy learning. And people are chasing them every day for wisdom. They don't even have time to want to teach people. They are very busy looking for what next to learn. There is no self-made person anywhere. But when God brings a strategic mentor into your life, how well you relate to the person determines how much you benefit from it. So this is what Dr. Mike Meadows said. He said, John and Judas had the same mentor. Can you imagine that? John and Judas Iscariot, they had the same mentor. Who was their mentor? Jesus. Did they all end up the same? No. So the problem is not the mentor. The problem is the follower. Then he said again, Absalom and Solomon, they had the same mentor. Who was their mentor? David. The two didn't end up the same. Absalom killed himself after attempting to kill his father. Solomon, great success. So God will bring a strategic mentor into your life. There are people who are not looking for any favor from you. There are people who can look you in the face and rebuke you. Can I say this? If you are here and there's nobody in your life who can correct you, who can look you in the face and say, this is wrong. There's nobody in your life who can rebuke you. You are a disaster waiting to unfold. You are a complete disaster waiting to manifest. But as for disaster, it will come at you by all means. Because the only thing that grants you safety and security and the assurance of a great future is for people in your life who should be able to tell you, this thing is wrong. This one is right. Do it this way. Because you can never get it right all the time. You can never. Second category of strategy people, providers or givers. Every one of us, there are people God has assigned to give to us, to help us. There's nothing you can do about it. There are people who even avoid, they look for you and they will help you. Because it is not you lobbying or fighting for it. 
It is the Spirit of God that has touched the heart of the people. Let me say this to everybody. There are people God will touch to help you. And there are also people God will touch not to help you. Because the people God touched to help you, God knows the outcome of their help. There are people God will touch not to help you. Because if they do, tomorrow you won't like the testimony of your life. The things they will say and the ridicule that they will put around your success, it will not glorify God. That is why I want you to understand, it is not everybody you go to for help who will help you. There are people you go to for help, God will hold them, prevent them from helping you. Because God has his own people for you. Pastor, how do I know the difference between those God has tried to help me? The person God has tried to help you, when you meet him, you, you find favor in his sight. Favor is an indicator that God is at work somewhere. Rejection is a sign that God doesn't want you somewhere. Anywhere you go, you are favored. God is saying that's the place. Anywhere you go, you are rejected. God is saying you should not be there. Stop forcing yourself to be where you are rejected. Look for where you are celebrated. When people frown at you all the time, he should tell you, God is not in that. Stop trying to cry and lobby. That people, after you finish crying, he will still not help you. Not every rich person is an opportunity for you. There are some rich people who will not mind you. And that is life. You need to understand it. Say, Pastor, how do I treat givers and providers? Be grateful. Show them gratitude. When people go out of their way to do good, don't say, oh, it is God. It's not a man. No, 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 no. It is God, but somebody decided to be used by God. Show gratitude to people that God used to be a blessing to your life, to give to you. Honor them, respect them, so that they can be encouraged to do good to others. Some of you, you have treated some people so bad, they have vowed not to help anybody again. Because they helped you, and the way you behaved later on, too bad. Gratitude. Be grateful to God. When people go out of their way to show you love and care, don't take it for granted. Not everybody gets that favor. Not everybody gets it. Take category of strategy people are gifted people. There are people you meet who don't have money, but they have the human resource. They have special abilities to make your dreams come true, to bring your heart desire to pass. There are people God will bring into your life. All you need to do is say, I want this, and they make it happen. They're gifted people. They may not have money, but they will end up giving you more than money can ever afford. Yeah, and one thing you do to gifted people is Show them care, appreciate the difference they make in your life. Because the truth is, you can never be gifted in everything. God will never make that mistake. There's no human being gifted with everything. Every one of us, we have strengths and then we have weaknesses. What makes a man very strong is your ability to discover your strength, develop your strength, deploy your strength, and compensate for your weakness by allowing gifted people to play their unique role in your life as you appreciate what they do for you, gifted people. And the more you appreciate gifted people, you celebrate them, the more they, they give out their best for you. Yeah. Don't abuse people because they don't have money. They may not have money, but they can do something for you. I can tell you how grateful to God I am for people God has brought into my life. Think about this. I'm on radio now. Do you know all the work, everything you hear on radio? Only one person does it. Some person have to go to a studio, do all manner of things. Everything you hear on radio, there's somebody at the back there who, who record my messages, edit it, do the intro, 
all the intro you hear with music, with uh, welcome to Effective Living Radio, one person, and then send it to the radio station and monitor and make sure it's played. One person. I could have been paying a lot of money for this. Yeah, one person. So there are people God will bring into your life because they have what you don't have. Can I say that again? They have what you don't have. And if all you think about is money, 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 you will meet very extremely gifted people who have very fantastic roles they can play in your life. You just abuse them, despise them, and brush them aside, and you go and struggle and suffer. Fourth category of people, advertisers. Advertisers are people God has touched their hearts to recommend you, to speak good about you, to just make sure that people see how good you are. An advertiser is someone who has given himself a contract to make sure that people know what you have and what you are. And let me say this, not everybody speaks bad about you. Stop thinking only about the people who are speaking bad about you. If you are really good, there are people whose heart God will touch to go out of their own way to recommend you in places that will blow your mind. Sometimes in your lifetime, you may come across favors that is a result of something good that somebody has said about you. So my advice to people is, it's no use trying to blow your own trumpet. Hello? Number two, social media is not a place to advertise yourself. I'm not against social media. It's good. It's a tool. But you can never make yourself look like what you are not on social media. Hyping doesn't last. Before long, people will get to know who you truly are. You see, the best advertising you can give yourself is your own good works. Do good all the time. Give your best to everything you do. And God will do the rest for you. So an advertiser is somebody who recommends you. He talks good about you. Especially in the place that you need the greatest favor. Sometimes you know you need this thing. And you qualify for it. But there's nobody to talk for it. Before you realize it, somebody will show up. It happened for Joseph. Joseph was in prison. Can you imagine? The king is in the palace. Joseph did not know the king had dreamed. The king also doesn't know there's a guy in prison who can interpret his dream. So I want you to know that if not for one person, the king would have died with unresolved issues, and Joseph would have died with his abilities there. But God provided one person. So Joseph had the right person at the right place to talk for him. Sometimes I wish we can just trust God to do what he needs to do for us. Don't worry. God has people for you. I said God has people for you. All you need to do is serve him well and live right. Do good. Just leave the rest for God. God has people for you. Sometimes people will say things about you without you even knowing. Yeah, this year I was in Cote d'Ivoire to preach. One day a pastor asked me, how do you get invited to all these countries? Do you know how I got invited to Cote d'Ivoire? There used to be a member of our church here called Sonia. She's half Lebanese, half Ivorian. Who knows that lady? Yeah, Sonia had a, a son who is a white boy. He used to be in the children's service. They relocated to Cote d'Ivoire with their husband, and they joined this church, and she kept telling the pastor, you need to invite my pastor. He's a good preacher. <laughs> I was here minding my own business. Somebody is campaigning for me. He said, pastor, invite. you blow your mind. He said everything. That's, that's what the pastor told me. So one day they went to the pastor. She and I, they went and said, pastor, if you, if you don't want to invite pastor, Yves, we are inviting him. We are paying the ticket ourselves. We are paying for the hotel ourselves. 
But when he comes, we want you to let him preach. I've never lobbied for preaching appointment outside this country before. So the pastor said, oh, the way that the pressure was, he, he didn't have a choice. They gave him no choice. This man doesn't know me from anywhere, but because of a member of this church and what the person said, the pastor invited me for a whole weekend, treated me so well, blessed me so well. And the greatest miracle of all is that this pastor is, belongs to a denomination called Foursquare Gospel Church. Foursquare Gospel is one of the biggest Pentecostal denominations in the world. They are in every country. Now, do you know what the man is doing for me? He's now campaigning for me. He called me, like I said, I have a friend in Togo. He wants to invite you. I have another friend in Nigeria. So he said, any country you are going, call me. I will call a pastor there. So you see that this lady opened the door for me to one church. This pastor belongs to a denomination where every country I want to preach now. I have a church ready there to host me. How much money could I have to pay for that? How much money do I need to pay for that? You see, when I went to preach, they didn't just say, God bless you, go. They gave me money. Relationship brought me that money. And not only that money, opened other doors for me. One member of the church. Last year, I was in Nigeria in uh, November to speak in an international conference. Six countries were there. Uganda, Zimbabwe, Cote d'Ivoire, Ghana. Uh, which other country am I forgetting? Six countries. Are you hearing me? Do you know how I got to know this man? Another member of the church called Miriam. You know Miriam? Yeah, Miriam belongs to um, an organization where the founder of this international leadership conference also belongs to the same organization. And Miriam told the man, I think my pastor can speak in one of your conferences and he will be a great blessing. So the man went on Facebook to watch some of my preachings. He said the first time he watched my preaching, he just continued to watch me every week, every week. I've never met this man before. He invited me. And we are speaking in a conference where people from six different countries are attending the conference. Men of God from six different countries. That is a whole lot of open doors for you. Relationship is powerful. And every step of the way, whatever door that must open for you, may God give you people. I said, may God give you people. You see, an advertiser may not have money, but he will talk to somebody who has money to give you. Can I say that again? An advertiser may be a poor person who doesn't have any money, but he knows somebody who has money. He will talk to the person, and the person will give you the money. So if you meet somebody who doesn't have money, it doesn't mean you should just treat him anyhow. No, don't do that. Some people didn't come into your life to just give you money. They came to do other things. That are equally very important. Money cannot afford it. Number five, connectors. A connector is somebody who opens doors for you. A connector is somebody who, de- who does what? Opens doors for you. He can take his phone. Maybe you, you need a job somewhere. One day I called a member of this church and I said, this my uncle is a good man. Employ him for me. Because if you don't employ him, I have to be taking care of him. So reduce my burden by employing the man. Do you know that for four years now, all the salaries man is taking in that company to take care of himself, take care of his family, everything was a result of something I said. I didn't give my uncle money, but I just spoke to somebody. And that man couldn't refuse my request because of relationship. These two guys, they finished university, graduates. 
no job. I prayed and prayed and prayed. Sometimes prayer won't solve all the problems. <laughs> Do you know what happened? Professor someone called me one day. He's a member of our church is in managerial position and they are employing people. Do you have any graduates? I said, yes, I have. Yes, I have. What did they were misbehaving towards me? Told them, I said, send your CV quickly. And they got jobs. It may not be the best job. Every money they are collecting every month since they were employed is because of one phone call. One phone call. And that's it. Yeah. Recently, a member of this church who has a big, big company, he called me. He said, I wanted to put something in a strategic place. And he mentioned somebody's name. I said, no, that place is too sensitive. That person can't do it. I said, try this other person. That is it. That is life. Think about this. You know, when we bought our land we wanted to build, I have a friend who is an architect. So I called him. I said, can you design an auditorium building for me? He said, fine. He did it. That design, according to the project committee, it would have cost us at that time $5,000. Do you know what this man did? He did it for us for free and saved us $5,000. We did an underground drain on the land. He's a member of the church who knows somebody, made a call. That thing was about 200,000 Ghana cities. We should have paid 200,000 Ghana cities, but somebody in the church knows somebody. Just a phone call. The project was done for us for free. Free. 200,000 Ghana cities for free. And some of you, you are here, you are thinking, so when will I save money to, to build my own house? You, you won't need to save money to build your own house. You won't. That is why your salary is small, but be faithful. Be nice to people. Don't go and steal because I want to build my house. Be faithful. Be nice. Relate well. Go about life nice. God will bring people into your life who will give you a land for free. Let me tell you a story. You know, recently I was with my daughter and my pastor called and he needed somebody to stand in and speak in his conference because the main speaker had just had a challenge and he couldn't come. And he mentioned somebody who is close to me because he said he wanted a particular kind of ministry. And I said, I don't think you will like what will happen if that guy comes to your church. He can't speak there and he doesn't have the ethics to manage that pulpit. He called another person, not my close friend, but I said, I don't think so. Then I was telling my daughter, you see how somebody just lost money? I was telling my daughter, I said, this guy just lost money without even knowing because he didn't know by treating me bad, he was going to lose money. But he treated me bad because of money. And now I had to recommend him for a major conference. Hey, man, that's money. But recommendation is very dangerous, isn't it? If I said he's good and he goes to my pastor's church and mess up, it comes back to me. So I didn't say no because I wanted to spoil somebody's name. I said no because I was protecting my reputation. I said no because my pastor knew that I will not recommend a bad person. So I told my pastor, a conference of that level, maybe the only person I can recommend is Apostle Saki. I said, you get him to come and speak for you. Because that man has integrity and character. Then he said, okay. Now he also has one person, so he's going to pray about the two people. Then Friday he called me and said he has been able to decide on who should do it. Pastors, it's not only anointing and gifts that will take you certain places. Character. You know, Prophet Patterson preached for me. This week he's preaching for my DSM. 
I called my dear son and said, this guy is very good. I think you should invite him. This is the second time he's inviting him. All the money he gets from preaching there, just because I made a call. When you relate with people well, it comes back to benefit you. Yeah, when you go everywhere, you mess the place before you leave. You mess the place before you leave. It comes back to hurt you. But the sad thing, you won't even know. You just be blaming witches. No matter witches, my family are very bad. They took all their money from me. They did. No, no, no. But it is not witches. So your own character, your own character and behavior. When you do things well, people watch you. Can I say that again? People are watching you all the time. Sometimes people tell me, you know, Pastor, you know, these days it's not worth doing good. You do good. And even people who are doing bad will even prosper more than you. I say it's a lie. Doing good pays because people watch. A time comes when somebody will say one thing about your goodness and it will open a door for you that will last you a lifetime. A lifetime. That is why you must learn to cherish relationship and treat people well. The fact that you cannot benefit anything from somebody today does not mean you should treat the person anyhow. You may not benefit from the person today, but tomorrow, eh, you may be the one taking care of you. I've said this in this church all the time. I said, look, there are people that I could have been of help to today, but because of how they treated me, I can't do it. Because you can't eat your cake and have it. If you ate it, you have ate it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I believe in justice. I believe in fairness. Somebody can sacrifice for me, and you come and enjoy. And some of you here, be careful, though. The people you look down upon, you despise them because they have nothing. You don't know. You don't know where they'll be tomorrow. Three years ago, I went to my pastor's church. I called people. I said, our pastor is celebrating 50th birthday. We're going to buy him a Lexus 570. I organize the buying of the car. Some other pastors want me to do that for them. What have you done for me? It's an important question, though. What have you done for me when I had nothing? I didn't even have dress to wear. This man gives me dresses before I can wear. He gives me money before I can even take care of myself. People were laughing at me and mocking me. I was in the village doing rural ministry. No hope. No sign of hope anywhere. This man believed in me every step of the way from the first day he met me in 1996. And that is it. One person gave me $30,000 cash. If you are not good, people won't do that for you. And I'm telling you, there's money all around, though. It's hiding in people. Two people gave me $20,000. As for $10,000, $5,000, it was just like, like that. I, I became very disturbed because I wanted to give $2,000. But when I see small boys giving $5,000, I felt ashamed to say I'll give $2,000. I'm telling you, we bought him a brand new car. He didn't pay a any. Because all the people who gave those monies, I never pushed them. I never, because they appreciate the sacrifice that man has done for them. Hello? They were happy to give it out. Relationship is powerful. That car he drives is relationship that gave it to him. He didn't have to work, save money. How long can you work? Tell me your salary. At <laughs> this, can people give you a kit of a house? Keys to a car. People will do that for you because of relationship. Connectors. The, the next category of strategy people God will bring to life are friends. Friends. Everybody say friends. That's an important word. Very, very critical word. Everybody needs a friend to be successful. The danger is not everybody in your life is your friend. And you have to understand what friendship is in order to make the best out of it. 
a friend is someone you relate with closely at your level. He's not a part of you. He's at your level. And you relate with him closely based on trust, respect, and the care you have for each other. Can I say that again? A friend is someone at your level that you relate with closely because of three important things. The first one is what? Trust. Second one, respect. The third one is care. Anybody that you don't trust cannot be your friend. Anybody you cannot confide in, you cannot tell him your secret and know it's a secret. He's not your friend. And please, every one of you here, one day you will need to tell somebody something. So better get a friend now. Hey, we all have issues once, once a while. Oh. Issues you don't want anybody to hear. We all make mistakes. We all do some bad things we don't want to talk to anybody about. Except a friend. And woe betides you, if that guy is not your friend, what you thought to be a secret will become the headline news. Trust. Respect. A friend is somebody who truly respects you. Yeah, a friend is somebody who doesn't look down on you and think you are stupid, you don't have sense, and talks down at you, despise you, look down on you, doesn't treat you special, doesn't treat you, he can talk to you anyhow, ridicule you in public. Sometimes you, you are with people and you know, he's just joking. But he's disgracing you in public. He's not joking. It is not friendship. You leave such people. Some of you just want to be close to such people by all means. The guy doesn't like you. And if people don't like you, they don't need to say it. Their behavior tells you, this guy doesn't take you seriously. He doesn't respect you. Yeah, respect. Don't give yourself cheap to people to treat you anyhow. You are an important person. I said you are an important person. If somebody can't show you respect, he's not your friend. He's not your friend because he's going to hurt you big one day. And you don't want that to happen in your life. A friend is somebody who cares about you. He cares about you. He wishes you well. Your success is his joy. A friend not somebody who is envious of your success. You got a little breakthrough, then he's sad. Like, why should it happen to you? Why not me? You know, a friend is somebody who is happy about your success. He cares about you. When you are in problem, he takes it as his own problem. He's concerned. He shows concern. There are people who call a friend. When you are in problems, they abandon you. You are bereaved. They will never come. But if he's bereaved, he wants you to be there from Monday to Sunday. That's not friendship. If you are sick, the person must be there. If you are bereaved, he must be there. If you have problems, he must stand with you. If you have needs, he must share with you. That is friendship. A friend knows somebody, when he hears that a door is opening for him, he will rush and go to the door and tell you, if you don't hurry up, you are on your own. That is not a friend. There are some people you call your friends. Unless you don't tell him that somebody wants to help you, they will pass your back and go to the person for help. And if possible, tell the person bad things about you and get the favor. Anybody you cannot share your testimony with is not your friend. And friendship is at different levels. There are people you just have to be friends with them because, because of the situation. So Miles Monroe says friendship, friendship is at four levels. First one is acquaintance. People are good people that you come across because of you work at the same place or you stay in the same neighborhood or you stay in the same church or you work in the same department. And they are good people. You have good relationship. You are nice to each other, but it's not very close. Then you have... Casual friends. Casual friends are good people that are friends, but you don't meet all the time. You don't, when you meet, it's, it's very good, but that's it. There isn't that closeness. But then there are close friends. Close friends. Close friends are people that, I mean, the interactive activity is daily. And then you, you share secrets. And there is trust. And, then, and the level of activity is, is a lot. Look at Jesus' life. Jesus had a relationship at a different level. Do you know that? He had a crowd. And then he had the disciples. Then he had 12 apostles. Then he had three. 
prayer partners. When Jesus was going to pray at the Mount of Transfiguration, he went with only three, Peter, James, and John. But he also had a 12. So relationship is at different levels. The last category of strategic people God will bring into life are enemies. Somebody say amen. How many of you know enemies are of God? Yeah. Dr. Mike Maddox said, an enemy will do for you in one day what your friends will do in your whole lifetime. So enemies are good, except that they cause us pain, but it's a good pain. Some of the best lessons, life lessons that you will ever learn, that you can use to bless many, many, many people. You are going to learn those lessons from enemies. Some of the wisdom you, you acquire, that people look at you and say, this guy is very wise, very intelligent. Do you know who caused it? Bad people, enemies. By the time they finish dealing with you, you become smart quickly. You become a smart person. Enemies make us prayerful, isn't it? Some of us, if not for witches, you never know how to pray. Because some of you, if the Lord is speaking to you, my son, time to pray. You say, Lord, we'll do it next week. But let a witch show up. Even if God isn't saying it's time to pray, Lord, let's go pray. Let's, let's have prayer now. So witches will never finish in any family. If you say, die, die, some, will, some God will not let them die. Because you need them. It is because of enemies. That's why some of you have become prayerful. Some of you have become closer to God and spiritual. Yes, it is because of enemies. That is why some of you have become very sensitive to God. You have developed all the best spiritual dynamics. And people look at you. You know, one day somebody said, oh, you know, I like your prayer life. I said, you have no idea what made it happen. <laughs> ah, no, if you know, if you see Christians who can't pray, you can tell. They don't have any problem. Nothing is chasing them. Nothing is troubling them. But before long, God allows some witches to come after you. Or God will allow some bad, one bad person to just rise against you at the office. Then that's why you... You know, sometimes people tell me, Pastor, I'm not good at fasting. One person will rise against you at the office. You see how you can fast. You can do dry fast. So, yeah, some people say, Pastor, I can't do all night. Oh, one of these days, somebody will go after your husband. So one bad girl will just go after your husband and say, I'm... You know, one day, a church member was crying. said, a lady looking at me, I will take your husband from you. I will take him from you. That's why you see whether you can't do all night. Yeah, yeah. Such people, if you pray that they should die, they don't die. Because they are on assignment by God to help you become a better person. I told that lady, I said, lesson number one, you have never seen how important your husband is until now somebody is taking him away from you. Because sometimes the only time we value things is when we're losing it. I said, God send this girl to come and let you know you have a good thing at home. Because sometimes the way you look at your husband and the way you talk as if he's the greatest regret of your life. Somebody must come after him. So enemies are good. Joseph would never have reached Egypt if not for his brothers who hated him. His brothers hated him, sold him, and thought they were destroying him. So many things that you see enemies doing that you thought is a misfortune, so most of the times, it's God's own agenda. It is when God is finished that you see that, oh, it was good after all. May God bring strategic people into your life. In the name of Jesus. Now, when God brings strategic people into your life, the benefits you derive depends on how well you relate. How well you relate. How well you do what? You relate. That is why it's important to learn how to relate well with people. Because there are many people, instead of relating with people, they have other alternatives to relationship. Number one, some people, they just use people. You know what it means to use people? If they need something, if they want something done, they will manipulate people to do it for them. And after that, they dump you. 
Then number one, people who are most guilty of using people are politicians. They want votes, they will come. They will kneel down, they will shake you. If you're in the market, they will come to you, shake your hands. And after they get their votes, they rolled all their glasses up, tinted glasses. You call them, they won't pick. One of my classmates, an MP, one day I called him, he didn't pick, I sent him a message. Me, your classmate, I'm calling you. I, I, I sent him a long message. I said, me, I don't need anything from you. I said, your, your tenure is only four years. After that, you need prayer again. I just want to check on you, see how you are doing. You can't even pick that call. What kind of behavior is that? So I'm busy. But when you, election time, you are not busy. You go from market places and everywhere. You stop everywhere. They go to funeral every Saturday. You know, one MP will go to four different events. Funeral in the morning, wedding, every place they will be roaming. Even if you don't invite them, they are there. But as soon as they win their votes, they say they are busy. They use people. They don't use people. Because I have learned in life that God has a sense of humor. The same people you use and dump. You need them again. You need them again. And then you are stuck. You don't know what to do. And some of you, people dump you after using you. They come back and you still allow them to use you again. Because you say, that is not good. You deserve better than being used. Are you with me? I believe in a simple principle in life. You can't eat your cake and have it. If you eat it, you have ate. If you eat it, it's finished. That's me. I don't give you favor when you don't deserve it. Especially when others are looking for the same thing, who deserve it. I cannot give it to you. They use people. Others exploit people. Exploitation is you relate with somebody because of something you want from him. He knows you have money, so, oh, you know you're my best friend, oh. I like you more than anything. Even marry. Some people marry because of exploitation. They want to marry to solve their poverty problem. Nobody can solve your poverty problem. Only God can solve your poverty problem. And if somebody is after you because of your money, please, I beg, run away, oh. Thank you. Because the day the money finish. Married to finish. Everything finish. And then you yourself, you are finished. <laughs> yeah, exploitation, they, they relate to because they want something from you. They want something from you. Discrimination. People won't relate with you, but they discriminate you. Maybe because of your tribe, because of your height, because of your, your status or your class. You know, some people don't want to deal with you because they feel you don't belong to their class. Are you sure about that? The person you think doesn't belong to your class, do you know where it's going to be? Two years from now, be careful. Be careful. Don't discriminate. Be nice to everybody. Be nice to everybody. It doesn't have to be your family member. It doesn't have to be your tribe. Some of the people God has destined to help you, they are not even from your tribe. They are not even from your tribe. Stop discrimination. The next one is they abuse people. They abuse people. Some people think that they don't need people. So when they meet people, all they do is to be rude and hurt people and say, I don't care, until they begin to care. The next one, don't despise anybody. Why? Because the people you despise, they don't forget it. When you treat anybody as trash, they don't forget. One day you will meet the person and wish he forgets, but he don't, they don't forget. They don't forget. If they don't see it, it's in their head. They will pretend they have forgotten, but they haven't. Treat everybody well. Don't laugh at somebody because of his situation. His shoe has holes under. Don't laugh at him. Because you never know. He may buy you a shoe tomorrow. I used to wear shoes with holes under. Don't use it to laugh at somebody. He's old. He's not married. Don't use it to laugh at him. Marriage is not a race. That you marry at 20 doesn't mean you also be better than somebody who married at 50. Somebody is married not, with no children. Don't laugh at people because of their situation. Because that situation, I can promise you, is not permanent. It will change. It will change. The last one, don't betray people. I think the worst thing that can ever happen to anybody 
is for somebody to trust someone and be betrayed. I can say that there are people suffering today because somebody was betrayed. He was so hurt and he said something that entered God's ears. No amount of fasting can break those curses. When people go through pain, they trusted you. People are sleeping with their best friend's husbands. That is betrayer. He trusted you. You know, people are wicked, though. Those people, they are not here. And let me say this. The only people who can betray the closest people to you. That is why you can't afford to have a bad friend. The only people who can betray you are the closest people to you. Why? Because they know your secrets. That is why you must be very careful with the people you call your friends. Because they can literally destroy your life for good. If they happen to be the wrong person. Let me say that there are people you can never relate with. Relationship is good. Hello? As good as relationship is, no matter how you try, there are some people you can't relate with them. And you don't have to, to apologize about it. Are you with me? There are people you can never, no matter how good you try, you cannot relate with them. And the problem is not you, the problem is them. And if it happens that sometimes you have to break relationship with people, don't apologize for it. Because you need that to be safe. Protection is God's responsibility. Safety is your responsibility. Can I say that again? Protection is God's responsibility. By your safety is your responsibility. You have a responsibility for your safety. That is what Abel ignored and died. Abel was blessed by God, loved by God, favored by God. But he died in a man that was hated by God. Sometimes wicked people live longer than godly people because safety is man's responsibility. Abel followed his brother to go and die. And did he know? Don't die like that. Say amen to that. Don't die. Don't die before your time. Even when they got to the place and then he realized that, okay, now I am about to die. Didn't Abel defend himself? Hello, can I talk to somebody? There are times when you have to fight, oh. Self-defense. Because sometimes, that's the only thing that will save you. Are you hearing me? Some of you are looking at me. <laughs> no, no. Let's be very frank. Abel, you follow your brother. You didn't know he's going to kill you. Now you, you got to the place. He carried a club or he carried a knife or cutlass or something, whatever he used to kill. You are looking at him and say, okay, go ahead. No, there has to be a fight. No, 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 no. I'm not going to die in that fight. I will hit you places you least expect. No, 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 no. Why did Abel just stand looking and died? He was a good man, though. Good people are dying every day. God cannot be blamed for it. Don't die like that. You must know how to fight, but not to beat people, but to one day, in the, just in case, just in case somebody wants to kill you. And at that time, there are no rules. Safety is the only thing. Seven people you cannot relate with. Number one, greedy people. Number two, ungrateful people. Number three, selfish people. Number four, envious people. Number five, treacherous, disrespectful people. Treacherous people, opportunists. There are people you can't relate with. No matter how good you are, the relationship will not work. Why? Because relationship is established on what? Trust and sharing. And these people, they don't believe in sharing. Greedy people, selfish people, treacherous people, disrespectful people. You can't, have, you can't build trust. Envious people. No, 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 no. You can't do it. So no matter how good you are, you cannot get along with everybody. Not everybody can have a good relationship with you. There are people, no matter how you try it, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Let's close with this, the important question. How do I relate well with people? The answer is in Matthew 7, verse 12. Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, 
do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Can we read this in NLT? Do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophet. So Jesus is teaching that the whole scripture is written to teach you how to relate well with people. The whole scripture, the whole Bible was put together to just teach you one thing. What is it? Relationship. Number one, relationship with God. Number two, relationship with people. That's what Jesus summarized the law. He said the whole law is summarized in two things. Love God with all your heart, all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. So how do I relate well with people? Treat people the way you want to be treated. Everybody, you like to be respected, so respect people. You like to be honored, honor people. You like for people to trust you, so trust people. You like trustworthy people, so be a trustworthy person. You like it when people care about you, so you to show care to people. You like it when people show you love, so you to love people. Hello? You like it when people call you on your birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. So you to call people on their birthdays. A couple had a problem and came to me. The woman is annoyed because her husband forgot her birthday. And the man said, oh, pastor. But she also forgot my birthday two years ago. And I didn't say anything. Because many of us, we don't like to treat people the way we want them to treat us. Christmas is coming. Say amen to that. If you like Christmas gifts, you should start planning Christmas gifts now for somebody. Somebody. Surprise somebody with a gift this Christmas. Do something for people. Treat people well. When they frown at you, you don't like it. You don't frown at people. When people smile at you, how do you feel? You feel good. So you to smile at people. It's very simple. Relationship is simple. This scripture Jesus taught, it teaches us a, a very important principle. Can I tell you? If you don't love yourself, you can never relate well with people. Because everybody's ability to relate depends on how they treat themselves. It means that people don't treat you because of how you are. They treat you according to how they are. Can I say that again? People treat you the way they are. If you meet a man who doesn't trust anybody, most of the time he himself is not a trustworthy person. So his own shadows He's afraid of it. A thief is always suspicious of everybody who's coming to steal my things Because he himself is stealing other people's things. Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. You cannot love people beyond how you love yourself. So it begins with yourself. Treat people well. Be decent to people. Don't be rude to people. You never know who you are meeting. Bishop T.D.J. said that relationship is the true manifestation of everyone's relationship with God. Your relationship with God can be evaluated based on how you relate with people. That's TDJs. That if you want to see people who have good character, look at relationship. Character is evaluated based on what? How you can relate with people. So if you want to find out how your character is, let's go to your home. Let's talk to your spouse and children. Then let's talk to your co-tenants. Then let's travel to your workplace and let's talk to your, your colleagues at work. And then let's talk to your friends. And let's talk to people close to you. We can be able to have an idea who we are dealing with. Let's talk to your family members. Those of you who believe when you are in Christ, you should not get along with any family member. I am very suspicious of any church member who has a problem with his father, his mother, his siblings, and family members. I have a problem with that. That is not Christianity. Your in-law, you have a problem with it. Your mother, you have a problem with it. Your siblings, you are calling with every one of them. 
everywhere you go, I mean, you have issues with people. That is not a good testimony. And listen, if everybody says your character is bad, everybody cannot be wrong. If everybody says you, your, your character has a problem, there's really a problem. And it's time you listen now, or it will deal with you tomorrow. Treat people with decent, decency. Be nice to people. Smile everywhere you go. Smile everywhere you go. Be decent. To be nice to people. If you are the last to sit in the car, greet the people you are seated with. If you come to church, you sit by somebody, greet the person. Hello, how are you? Why are you not saying amen about that? Everywhere you find yourself, just greet people. It doesn't change anything. You never know. You meet that same person one day somewhere. You say, I know you somewhere. That's it. And that's that person who is the same person who he have helped to you. Just be nice to people. Even in church here. Some of you, when we come to church, you come alone in the spirit. You come and sit down. When we close alone, still in the spirit, you are gone. You don't talk to anybody. You don't know anybody in this church. Nobody knows you because you are happy God knows you. I mean, make friends every Sunday after church. Hello, my name is Henry. What's your name? You know, I do that every time. When, anytime I see a new person coming to church for some time, I call the person. Sir, I've been seeing you in church. I don't know your name. What is your name? What do you do? Where do you stay? I've been seeing you in church for some time. I want, I just, I tell the pastors, call that person for me. I want to know him. And remember people's names. You can't remember, I don't know every one of you, your names. But I try. That's it. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah, be decent to people. Be nice to people. And some of you, when somebody says hello, don't just look at him and say, who is he? What, what is it? You know, especially ladies. And a guy say, well, how are you doing? How are things? So, I mean, checking himself. It's, it's not everybody who say hi is interested in you. Some, some people just want to be nice. Some people just want to be nice. Even if it's not your type, still be nice to the person. You never know. He's the one who will bring you your type. <laughs> he will bring you your type. So be nice to the person. The guy is not your type. So if you say, hello, it's just, uh, are you talking to me? No, that's very bad. If somebody say, hello, then you are now looking. Why are you talking? Are you talking to me? No, don't do that. Let's rise up and pray. Let's rise up and pray. <laughs> just ask the Lord to give you wisdom. Ask the Lord to bring gifted people into your life. Gifted people, strategic people, somebody here, the Lord is about to move you to the next level, but it's going to happen through strategic people that God is bringing your way. God will bring people into your life to open doors for you in corridors of power, open doors for you in high places. Just lift up your voice and just pray for a minute. Everybody lift up your voice and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. Father, I pray today over every member of this church. I pray for the wisdom to excel in relationships. Wisdom and understanding. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will give us the grace to improve on our relationship skills. To become better persons in our relationships. In every area of our lives. In the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that you will bring strategic people into our lives strategic people in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, and I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hope you've been blessed by today's message. You can contact Reverend Hubert on 030-340-7970 or 024-33-11201. Remain blessed.